Welcome to On the Prowl. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of On the Prowl podcast. I'm Robert Roden. And I'm Amy Johnson. Thank you for listening to us today. Today on the show, we have Stephen Mizell with us. Yeah. yeah. Well, guys, thanks for having me. I, I appreciate you guys reaching out and being so flexible with, with my time. But like you said, my name is Stephen Mizell. I'm the director of player relations for the Memphis football program and glad to be on. Glad you're on. Thank you for coming on. Well, how's your day been so far? Today's been good, man. You know, we're we're counting down the days. You know, uh, but September 5th will be here before we know it. We're excited that, you know, Memphis football will be back in the Liberty Bowl uh, prom time, 7 o'clock p.m. on September 5th. So we're excited about that time slot. You know, of course, with everything going on, we're just grateful to be able to play football. And our, our guys are excited about it. But, you know, it's 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 still a very <clears throat> different time. But, you know, there's some teams not even playing. So we are grateful that we have the opportunity to play. Yeah, for sure. It'll definitely give everybody a little bit of positivity with all exactly well with um the first game happening next saturday as this is the weekend before the first game that we're recording this episode but how excited are you with coach ryan silverfield now leading the program and taking this team as far as he can i mean coach silverfield's been great to work with i mean like you know the thing about it is he is a familiar face to the city to the program to the players you know he came in uh, with with Coach Norvell, and he, um, you know, really dug his feet down to be a Memphian, to be uh, a, a ambassador of the city and an ambassador of the university. So his passion runs so deep. And so, you know, when they went through that whole hiring process, like you have to do, it was a, it was a great opportunity for him to, to throw his hat in the ring and go through the process, getting vetted, and then being hired. So the transition's been, it's been good, you know, like every new coach and every transition from you know a first-time boss or a CEO there's learning curves and I am very very impressed how coach Silverfield has navigated this team through unexpected things with COVID and canceling a spring football and fall football being kind of up in the air he's he's done such an amazing job keeping the guys locked in and focused and it shows you uh you know that he was that he cut his cloth and cut his teeth uh to be the leader of this program how do you how well do you think it'll work for the team and with the fans and everyone? I mean, to be honest with you, I mean, I think like everybody, you really just don't know. But the biggest picture is these guys have been playing this game since they were four or five years old. These coaches have, you know, probably 10 plus years of coaching experience. So we're just going to play some football and we're excited about it. I think what you're going to see across the country is you're going to see a little rust. You're going to see a little um, slow starts because you literally haven't played football in so long in terms of, you know, no spring, no spring games. Uh, during the summer, you know, you have usually have longer training camps. And with all that being different, you really don't know what you're going to get. You know, we're excited what we see in practice. We're excited about, you know, what we see uh, through the guys and their growth. But at the end of the day, we haven't played football in so long. It's going to be interesting to see, you know, what happens when you put the product on the field. That is true. Like you were saying, it's been a, a long while, it seems, since we've had football. So Yeah, it's going to be different. And I think the biggest thing you have to understand also is that through all of this, it's always been uncertainty. So it'll be different if, you know, spring football got canceled and, all right, guys, we're going to report back May 1st. Well, it wasn't like that. It's like, uh, can we do May? Can we do uh, August, what does July look like? So it's like right. to go through all of this and have the uncertainty, it's a heavy load for, you know, an 18 to 22 year old. Yeah, that is very true. Just ready to see Brady throwing to DeMonte and Kenny running to the end zone again. Yeah, that's, that's, that's what we're all excited about, man. Just, just seeing football and, you know, the guys are ready. 
you know, there's, there's, you know, there'll be some new faces, you know, new coaches that a good chance to cut their, cut their teeth as Tigers, but you know, they, they've been working hard and diligent. So we're, we're, you know, we're excited. I'm hyped. Well, yeah, I wanted exactly. to ask, what exactly do you do as the director <laughs> of player relations? Like what all Man, that job do? people ask me that all the time. And I think it's kind of funny because it's, it's a career that you just, you don't kind of just, well, I guess you could go wake up and go for it, but it's also a career that you kind of grow into have a passion for. And so, you know, with my job, the director of player relations, it's, I say the first thing is you're, you're the go between, between the football players and the coaches and the staff and the administrators in terms of like their academics, you're just that middle person to be there for them. Um, you know, I help with everything in terms of the uh, volunteering throughout the city of Memphis, uh, helping with internship, job placement, job skills, life skills. Um, also help with, you know, their on-campus, off-campus housing to help them, you know, solidify, you know, where they want to live and they're moving off campus. So all those kind of fall in my, in my wheelhouse. And it's, it's, it's a unique thing. Like every day it's something different. And especially through, through COVID and through all these things, it's definitely kept me on my toes. It's been very, um, very unique. Uh, it's a, it's a job that, you know, you look at my job descriptions. I think the, the number one job description you would probably see is, um, you know, be flexible, uh, other duties as assigned, because I feel like every day I'm doing something that I hadn't expected to be doing, but I'm willing to do it for the growth of the program. And that's what Coach Silverfield's motto, it's, it's all in. So everybody's doing something from you're picking up the trash that a player might have dropped on accident, you put it in the trash can to the top of the line where Coach Silverfield's meeting with, you know, million dollar donors and, you know, in, in front of national TV and doing interviews. So everybody is, is chipping in. But, you know, that's kind of the main things that comes to my job titles is, you know, the big thing is just being there for the players, relationship building, uh, just having a voice for them. Um, in, in my role, I, I rarely even go to practice because I like to have a clean slate. So when the guys come back at the practice, they're able to kind of just chop it up and just talk through how they're feeling, how they go. And I'm able to give them an unbiased opinion. Speaking of Coach Silverfield's all-in motto, do you mind telling us more about what it stands for or what it means? I mean, at the end of the day, you look at it from a standpoint, he, when he first got to the U of M, when he first like really brought to the table in terms of his, his all in macho, it's, it was something that he was, I would say passionate about, but at the same time, we, we knew that he wanted the, the all in motto. And so I'm trying to, I want to give you the exact breakdown of it. So you guys will know, um, what it, what every every letter stands for. I don't want to just you know just say it. And so at the end of the day, all in the the A stands for attitude. You you always have full control. L like I mentioned earlier, the little things. Everything matters. The attention to details. So always looking at how you can potentially grow or help. L another L is for love. You got to have love. If you don't love what you do every single day, then you you're you're not going to come in and be passionate and excited because the love's not there. The I is for intelligence. We try to tell our players that um, knowledge is the greatest power. And then now, N stands for now. Like, there's no better time than now. Like, the season that we're in may be frustrating, may be confusing, may be daunting. But at the end of the day, now is the is the best thing to do in terms of that. That is really, really cool because that's just, like, it's all a whole bunch of letters and words, but they all connect to make this team the way they are. And it's pretty awesome back off what Ramey said I like I like how each coach can do that they can like all pick 
different letters to represent something, and they all make a cool little sentence or saying for the team to be saying for the whole season or year for how they play, and it motivates them as well. Well, you were speaking about the growth of the team a little earlier, and not in terms of internally, but externally, like the growth of the team in general. Like, we're now a top 25 school, well, in the AP poll, we're 26. How have you been able to see the growth of this team internally? Man, that's that was a great question. You know, the end of the day, the growth of the program, because, like, I joined the program officially last year with Coach Norvell, um, and I was just grateful to be brought on to the role that I am. But, of course, I've been following the program closely when Coach Norvell had first gotten here, but nobody really saw that trajectory that which he was going to take us. Um, and so, you know, the growth has been tremendous. The growth has been, you know, I think well-deserved. You look at what the city has put in, the university's put in, in terms of the finances and the resources. So people keep saying, how do you feel? Because I think us as Memphians kind of still have that naiveness to us, but, like, we expect this. I mean, like, we're not putting all this into this program, bringing the recruiting classes and bringing in first-class coaches to just be, you know, a Memphis football. And so we we want this. We've, we've worked towards it. We're putting the finances and the, the resources behind it. So this is expected now. And that's something that we, you know, we want to see year in and year out. And that's why you bring in a coach like Coach Silverfield, because he knows those expectations and he knows where the program needs to continue to go. So, and you, know, you see it with um, this year's recruiting class that we have coming in that we are working towards just being a household name and not just, a, oh, this is a good year for them. And they kind of go back to where they were. It's like we want to continuously be up there in those ranks. We have a great recruiting class for next season. It'll be awesome to watch when they all get here. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. It's going to be it's going to be very, very excited to see that uh, next year with this recruiting class and. It's a recruiting class that, you know, we are we are excited about. Uh, we're happy that they are going to be a part of the program. Um, and, you know, again, it goes back to the relationships that we've built down uh, across the country. Louisiana was also the national recognition that, you know, you get from going to the Cotton Bowl and seeing what we've been doing. For sure. Hopefully there's a lot more where that came from. That's the goal. That is the goal, man. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, hopefully this year we can get back to winning another conference championship. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's the goal. It's going to be tough, though. It's going to be tough. Like, our conference is probably one of the toughest conferences to win to win consistently in because of the, the fight. But, you know, we, we're excited about what we can do this year. But it's definitely, you know, it's not a, a conference that, you know, in the years past where you're like, oh, you have a few games. You kind of like you say, you know, you feel comfortable. But every game – matters and we saw that last year with some of our close games and so we're we're excited about you know kicking this season off the um you know the conference uh, is going to be strong from head to toe and so we're we're looking forward to it well i see we landed the transfer lsu quarterback how excited are you to get him to play under brady for a year he's done a great job in, in coming in being a part of the team uh jumping right in and, and brady is a is a is a is a it's a, it's a great guy to learn under. I mean, like you have pretty much a quarterback and an offensive coordinator kind of rolling the one. If you look at how, how talented he is, you know, and how he's been around, you know, coach Johns and, and the system with coach Norvell brought in, you know, brought him in, you know, two years ago. So at the end of the day, if you want to learn under somebody, it's it's great to be able to learn to him. So he's learning. Uh, he had Joe Burrow last year and now he has Brady white this year. So he's soaking in a lot of great knowledge. Um, he's, he's been, um, you know, he's not able to experience Memphis, uh, being a, be an ambassador. Like I think he wants to because of everything going on, but hopefully as, um, you know, we take a turn for the better with COVID and restrictions, we will be able to get him out in the community, do some volunteering 
and really help him, you know, see what Memphis is all about. But he hasn't really been able to see that right now with, uh, you know, all the restrictions and everything. We get to show him what Memphis is truly about, hopefully, here pretty soon. Very true, very true. Speaking of all the restrictions and stuff, how do you expect this football season to go? I mean, I think it's going to go as as well as the players wanted to go. The way the, the, it's going to go as good as uh, the staff members wanted to go. Like as as long as we continue to to do what we're supposed to do in terms of you know wearing our mask, social distance, not making outside interactions, and doing things that are unnecessary, and being mm-hmm. smart, I think the season will go well. Uh, you know, you know the, the the conference is putting everything in place in terms of protocol to keep the guys safe. Uh, the testing, but I think the biggest thing is what the players and what everybody does outside of football. That's going to really shape this season. And but I've seen our players really lock in because they see that they want to play football and they know every little action they create uh, or do can affect that. And they see some of their colleagues not being able to play, and so that makes them be even smarter about their decision making. Totally makes sense. What would you have to say has been your favorite memory about the city of Memphis and being a part of the Memphis football team? I mean, the, the, my favorite memory is just the sheer joy that these players get to, when they get a chance to go out of the community and really embrace that that sense of Memphis. I mean, uh, people pay lots of money and they appreciate the university and the, and, the, and the team to go and buy those season tickets to give back. And so when they sit down that you know in that, in that Liberty Bowl and they're watching Brady Wyatt play, they're watching Demonte Coxie play, they're watching JJ Russell play. That's people's escape from whatever they have going on. That's their escape to say, you know what, uh, my job is tough right now. My girlfriend just left me, but when I watch Brady Wyatt play, I am free for that. You know, 60 minutes I'm in the Liberty Bowl, but but for the players. Their escape is to go into the community and when they're giving back to the Shelby County Youth Detention Center, when they're at St. Jude, when they're at Le Bonner, when they're at elementary schools, that's their escape. That's right. when they get a chance to not be themselves and just go and, and have fun and enjoy it. And so the, the joy that these guys have when they get a chance to do that, that's what's exciting to me. Uh, winning the, going to the Cotton Bowl and winning the conference championship, to me personally, that's just the icing on the cake. The real right. joys when these guys get a chance to make an impact and to stand up for social injustice, to make a stand for who they are. That's what it's about. And I, I and that's why I, I wake up every morning and do this job because I'm giving these guys an opportunity to really use their platform that most most guys don't have right now. You spoke about the certain things like the community and the social injustice. It's, it's a lot bigger than football. Like Oh, yeah. Like I went to yeah. Kendra school for elementary school. I got to see like some of the players come around and stuff and they really did just seem like happy to be there, happy to help. And it was just a really cool feeling to see. And that's what kind of legitimized my fandom of the Tigers. I was just like, these are not just football players. These are human beings who just have a love for football and a love for the people. Well, you did speak about some of the memories from the season. How would you say college game day was? Cause that, directly hit the city of Memphis. I mean, college game day was a, was a great experience. It was, is enjoyable. It was exciting. It was, um, it was, it was really, really good. Um, right. And being around that and seeing the impact that it can make on the season and the, and the team and in the city. I mean, that's those, those, um, what to say those, it's still being felt throughout the city in terms of the, the joy and the, the excitement it brought to us as a program. Oh, and yeah. so at the end of the day, it's, 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 it's incredible. 
Yeah, it was, and it was, it was incredible, you know, economic was, input and all that stuff. Well, Stephen, is there anything you'd like to say to our listeners today? I mean, I think at the end of the day, I want you guys to just continue to, to fight for us, continue to to lean on us as a as a program, continue to lean on us to continue to to want to to grow and um and, and make Memphis like the way the university goes and the way the city goes. It all goes hand in hand. We need your support more than ever to watch the game to support the team to be here because it's so much uncertainty. But we know from one thing is certain that we have the greatest fans in the country. We know you guys are going to show up when you can show up. And so the biggest thing is we want to be able just to have you guys ready when you're able to come. I know for the first you know few games, you won't be able to be there. But when the time comes, we need the Tigers family to show up and we're excited about it. Well, we really enjoy you coming on this episode with us. It's for been sure. a very great episode. No, we I appreciate you guys. And let's let's recap after a few games into the season. We want to come back and talk about what's going on and how things are going, you know, I'll be happy to hop back on with you guys. I appreciate your flexibility. I appreciate you guys' support. And uh, go Tigers, go. Go Tigers. Don't forget to join us next time on The Prowl. With the boys, yeah, we swoop, yeah, we swoop. And we got them high blocks and we'll shoot, and we'll shoot. With the Mercedes Benz in the coupe, in the coupe. And this shit so f***ing hard, it's on loop, it's on loop.